you have anything else to break, Jackie? If you notice, Jackie, she went and broke that and it changed all her hair. It's three different colors now. Zoom! It went, whoa, unbelievable. Gosh, scared her so much. <laughs> uh, ain't I terrible? I kind of like it myself. Anyway, I'm tired. Hey, hey I, I have an excuse. Anyway, <laughs> did no excuses. What a pagan. Tonight, or today, if you will, the gospel and the first reading have a theme in common. Anybody know what? Take a guess what that theme is. Gratitude. There you go. Sister got it. It's gratitude. That what we need as followers of Jesus Christ is hearts filled with gratitude. You know, as I was, uh, again, last night, and I know you always hate when I come back from Steubenville, but there's nothing better for me than to see six, 700 kids smiling ear to ear, praising God, rejoicing, glorifying Him. There isn't one person that stands there like this for that glory and prayer. Nothing! I'm in there jumping in the sky. He said, now you can all get excited. And there was this kid sitting next to me, and I didn't know. I said, just don't jump on the pew, would you? <laughs> would you? That was a, he said, can I jump on it? No, just sit there. Huh? But he was all into it and different things, and so there was a bunch of us down here for Mary. And, uh, and the one thing you could tell is that people were filled with gratitude. And what is it that we have with gratitude? Well, let's look at the gospel today first for a moment. There's a couple things here that I want to focus on. It's Luke chapter 16, or 17, I'm sorry, verses 11 and following. Luke chapter 17, verses 11 and following. And if you haven't been bringing your Bible, I encourage you to bring it. You know, and I teach every day, the kids have to bring their Bibles, and they get zeros if they don't have their Bibles. Now, I won't give anybody any zeros, but it would be helpful, and then you can write right in your Bible. It's a very nice thing to write in your Bible so you know where things are at. And so when someone comes up to you and says, hey, you know where it's about the lepers and that? Oh, well, yeah, we just talked about that. It's right here, and you have it underlined, and it, you know, with various notes on it. But today, in chapter 17 of Luke's Gospel, verse 11 and following, it says, on his journey to Jerusalem, he passed along the borders, and he saw these lepers, if you will. But when I want to go, let's go to uh, 13. It says, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he responded, go and show yourself to the priest. <laughs> now, this is an aside, of course, but isn't it interesting? After Jesus healed them or is in the process of healing them, what does he do? He sends them to the priests. Well, what I want to use is the analogy because most of us have not been healed of leprosy, physical leprosy, right? As far as I know. Anybody here been had leprosy has been healed? Okay. Maybe that's what happened, Jackie. You know, anyway, so the reality, none of us have been healed of leprosy physical leprosy, but spiritual leprosy, all of us have been healed from, at least I hope. And that spiritual leprosy would be what? Sin. Leprosy that kills us. Leprosy that separates us because sin separates us from God, from ourselves, from others, and from nature. So just like the lepers then had to go in front of them and think how they felt. They had to take a bell in front of them and ring the bell in front of them and say, unclean, unclean, unclean. And when people saw them, they'd scream and go running. It separated them from the community. And sin separates us from the community. The body of Christ, the church in Christ. Now again, somewhere in our hearts, I can always tell, I think, that 
when a person isn't grateful, it's because they don't think they have anything to be grateful for. You know, I don't have anything to be grateful for. I'm not that bad of a person, Father. You know, like these other slobs, I'm pretty good. Well, again, when it comes down to it, that we're all those slobs. We're all a community of lepers that have been redeemed. So we might not be, have leprosy right now, some of us might, but I have been redeemed from that leprosy, so there's no judgment in me, huh? This past week I talked about with the kids at school and at the Daily Mass about how Paul talked about in Galatians how we're set free because of Jesus Christ. And again, if you take you and you take a murderer, who's worse? Neither of you, you're both the same. Father, you're saying I'm as bad as a murderer? Yes, I am. You want to fight about it? You are. You put a rapist and you put him next to me, who's better? The rapist. <laughs> it's very simple. That we're all the same. No, he and I are the same. I have sinned, he has sinned. I haven't done what he has done, but I have still sinned. So there's no room in my life. So when I look at Jesus and I fall on him and I say, Jesus, have mercy on me, cleanse me of my sin, and he does, I realize I have so much to be grateful for. Notice, Jesus healed 10 people. Only one was grateful. Jesus has healed this whole community. You have all went to confession, at least once. And if you haven't went to the confession, you have all, at least once, I would imagine, have been baptized. And baptism is the forgiveness of sins. It's the original forgiveness of sins when you and I are baptized. So all of us have been forgiven. But when was the last time we were just, we're so grateful to God? You know, the gospel, or the first right of gospel, the song that we did today at the tabernacle, one of my favorite songs, I'm forever grateful. And what am I grateful for? Not just my life, not just because I got some money in the bank, I'm doing real well, you know, and everybody likes me today. I am forever grateful for the cross. That Jesus, that you, my Lord and God, would come to the cross and die for me. And that should just change our lives and change our hearts. You need to look and go for a minute, if you will, at Timothy. One Timothy, uh, no, we did, that was today. I want to go to Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 and following. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 and following. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 and following. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. Everyone should see how unselfish you are. Why should we be unselfish? Because we have been redeemed. We don't have to worry about ourselves anymore. Someone else worried about me. So now I'm free to worry about everybody else. The Lord is near. I think nearer than he's ever been in history, people. You better get ready. Dismiss all anxiety from your hearts and minds. Present your needs to God in every form of prayer and petitions full of gratitude. That even in the midst when we're asking God something, we need to be filled with gratitude. Our petitions need to be filled with, God, I know you love me. God, I know you know my needs more than I do. God, I'm not sitting here saying, oh, please, God, please, I'm a real person. I am already thanking you that you are a God of love, that you have already healed me more than I could ever ask or imagine by redeeming me from my sinfulness, and I am giving you these needs and petitions now in gratitude for everything you already do for me and all that you will continue to do for me. You see that, when you have a heart of gratitude, you have a heart filled with trust. You are my God, and I trust you. 
And that's a glorious thing, huh? But I think that each of us need to come to embrace the reality of Jesus. This past week we had a uh, retreat here. I'm in the middle. We have one more tomorrow. I have one more retreat for my high school kids. And we have a retreat here this afternoon with Mount Calvary. And at the end of the retreat day, I give a pretty strong challenge about being a man for Christ. And I said, gentlemen, this is your day to make a choice forever, to choose Jesus or not choose Jesus. You need to make a choice. And then I put Jesus out in the Blessed Sacrament, and I say, those who want to be with me, those who want to sit there and take a stand for Jesus, those who want to surrender their life, repent of their sinfulness, and come on up now, kneel with me and say the prayer after I do. Well, this past week of 176 sophomores, we had about 150 that came up and out here and gave their life to Jesus. But the seniors, same except for about 10, with the uh, freshmen, almost everybody, except for a couple, huh? But you know what? As they did that, I said, now your life is different. See, the difference between us and Billy Graham is Billy Graham, when they do that, they say it's done. <laughs> if you've ever done that, you know that day wasn't done. It's just beginning. It's the beginning. It's not the end. It's the beginning. Now, you and I need to live that every day of our lives, and some of us do it better, some of us don't. Some days are strong, some days are... Are, are bad but when I was sitting there I was saying now what should be most important in your life now is there should be some gratitude there huh because someone gave their life for you again it's like we're sitting there and we're driving along the road here out front it's after church today and you're deciding you're in la-la land because you're so filled with praise and glory and you're going out walking and you walk across East Grandview Boulevard well, as you're walking across East Grandview Boulevard, there's one of these kids that just got out of Mercyhurst and is all excited because he just got in a fight with his girlfriend, and he's speeding away, and guess what? You're in the middle of the road, and he isn't paying any attention. And as he sits there and he's speeding, you're going to get hit, but someone goes and throws you out of the way, and they get killed. Would you be forever grateful to that person who threw you out of the way there would be nobody you ever met that you would not go and proclaim what that person did for you. Well, see, the same thing is in reality is Jesus Christ did that for us. And we need, are we that grateful? Have we told everybody we met, you know, I was to die and someone took my place. They threw me out of the way and they died for me. I sinned, I deserved eternal damnation. I deserved punishment. And the Savior of the universe took my sins upon himself. Have we been people who have evangelized with that? Have we proclaimed that? Are we embarrassed by that? Would you be embarrassed to tell people about that person who, who uh, gave their life for you? I don't think you'd be embarrassed at all. You'd want to tell everybody. And yet when it comes to God doing that, oh, that's a private thing. Is it now? If he did it and he did, then we need to proclaim that with our lives. We need to be hearts filled with gratitude, not only to God. When was the last time, and you, those who have been with me, I hope it's been just yesterday or today, this morning, when was the last time you thanked God for dying for you? Do you have a heart filled with gratitude? Every day we say, gimme, gimme, gimme God. I need this, I need that, I need that. The first thing we should ever do is say, thank you, Lord, for dying for me. First. First. And then after that, you've already filled your heart with gratitude. 
because you know that the greatest thing you need you already got. Now you can give God your other needs and petitions. When was the last time that you thanked him? And then second, when was the last time you proclaimed that gratitude to another person? One of my greatest things of conversion for me years ago was when I was in the Grand Canyon and a woman came up to me and I was an ecumenical minister and I had been a seminarian and different things and this girl came up to me and she looked at me and she says, Larry, you know what Jesus did for me today? <laughs> and I finally thought she was a little weird. Huh? I really did. I can never forget that. I'll never forget that feeling. Huh? What do you mean what did Jesus do for you today? Like he was real. Huh? I'm going to be a priest and she's talking about what Jesus did for her today. You see, because what we do as Catholics is we get into this religious mode. I am a Catholic. I go to church. Let's not even talk about the reality that Jesus Christ is alive and he did something for me today. Have you ever said that in your life? Have you ever went up to one of your friends and said, do you know what Jesus did for me today? <laughs> no, why not? Isn't he alive? Didn't he do something for you this morning? He woke you up. Isn't that exciting? He's keeping you alive at this moment by breathing in and out, giving you mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. Are our hearts filled with gratitude? Have we thanked him for that? And have we proclaimed him to somebody? I don't think one day should go by where we don't thank God and we don't proclaim him to at least one other person. You got it? You get it? Good. May each of you know his love today and forever. Amen.